0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. When life gets challenging, it can be difficult to stay in problem-solving mode instead of focusing on the negative. Talking with a therapist can help you stay on higher ground. Visit betterhelp.com super and learn to focus on the positive. Hey, brother. Guys, in a world where it feels like every single franchise is just spitting out movies and TV shows front, left, and center, it is no mystery that the wizarding world is lagging behind just a bit. Since the year 2018, we have a whopping two new films, The Crimes of Grindelwald and The Secrets of Dumbledore. Which, if you add both of their Rotten Tomato scores together, you get a whopping And as huge fans of the wizarding world here at SCB, we're just absolutely dying for something new to deep dive into, something new to talk about. So one of our favorite games here at the office has just literally become recasting the original movies with brand new faces, which I will tell you sometimes is really, really hard because in certain cases they absolutely hit the nail on the head. Like Dame Maggie Smith just is McGonagall. And Robbie Coltrane as Hagrid is just quite literally as close to what I pictured in my own head as a little kid as humanly possible. But on the other hand, the moment you come up with someone new who could play a given character, it is amazing how quickly at times it feels like it is a perfect fit. Also on that note, and just putting this out there, like Warner Brothers, if you happen to be listening, if you're looking for someone to, you know, write a new show about, I don't know, the founders of Hogwarts, let's say, We're available, we're free, kind of bored even. Free time-wise, I should clarify. I haven't quite reached the stage of like mailing you letters by owl post yet, but I'm gonna go ahead and let you know we're not far off. Anyway, guys, I absolutely love recasting characters from any series, so without any further ado, let's dive on in. I just wanted to invite you to Fandom Trivia this Friday night, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Super Carlin Brothers channel. We'll have fun new announcements and cool prizes for the winners. Mark your calendar, set a reminder, we hope to see you there. Okay, so as we dive on in, our only real stipulation as we go about choosing actors for these specific roles is that we want to stick to the original idea, which is that they are all supposed to be British. So, needless to say, all of our selections will be British. And the other thing we decided on was not recasting the Golden Trio. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are obviously all young kids at the start of their journey. And to be honest with you, I don't know that many 11-year-old British actors. And for that matter, even if I did, I 100% think that this is kind of like the Star Wars rule. They should find completely undiscovered talent. But that doesn't mean we don't have a ton of other characters to dive into. So let's go ahead and kick off in order based on appearance in the movies. Character number one will of course be Albus Dumbledore, who despite being such an absolutely iconic. Character has actually been played by three different actors. Richard Harris for years one and two, Michael Gambon for years three through seven, and Jude Law for the Fantastic Beast prequels. I will admit that I have always felt like Richard Harris was kind of like my dream casting for this character, the closest to what I had always pictured in my head as a kid. But I will also readily admit that the Hogwarts headmaster is a tough slot to fill. You need that person that has like the air of power about them. That can hold the respect of everybody in the room while also just simply exuding kindness. My first thought right out of the gate was Michael Kane who I do think takes a lot of the boxes. But for some reason, I just couldn't quite imagine him creating like an inferno above a lake of inferiority. Summon just wanna watch the world burn. Yeah, but not you, Michael Caine, or well, I don't know, maybe, possibly. But I do also have someone else in mind. The one, the only, Hydras Talk about demanding respect from the other people in the room. You could dial back his intensity by 100% and still be at 100%. But at the same time, I feel like he also possesses that sort of like lighthearted, kind Heimdallness from Thor. And not to forget, something I can't believe actually played a role in this decision, but the enthusiastic, politefulness of the booking.com guy would definitely not live. Plus, if his favorite flavor of jam isn't raspberry and I'm the Queen of England. Speaking of the Queen of England, or I mean, Minerva McGonagall, like I said before, Maggie Smith is just accurate, historically and fictionally. I've always wanted to use that spell. Because of this, McGonagall is one of the absolute hardest to recast on the entire list. But I do think that we have landed on an absolutely perfect candidate, Hannah Waddingham. You probably either know her as the Shame Nun from Game of Thrones, or literally the exact opposite character, Rebecca from Ted Lasso. One is wildly strict and terrifying, while the other is absurdly kind. While I will mention still maintains a certain intensity, if you will, and if that doesn't average you out to exactly one Minerva McGonagall, then my favorite flavor of jam is raspberry. It's overrated, okay, Dumbledore? Let it go. Anyway, though, that will bring us to another one of our all-time favorite castings, which is Robbie Coltrane as Hagrid, keeper of keys at Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry, amateur dragon trainer, and purveyor of the phrase. I shouldn't have told you that. Our choice for this one, Simon Pegg. Or you may know him better from some of his more notable work. I like this ship. You know, it's exciting. One get. quarter portion. Yep that's him, basically already Hagrid, am I right? Minus the warm, welcoming smile, generally good nature and generosity with baked goods. To be fair though, these are qualities that Simon Pegg brings to pretty much every other role he's in, especially the baked goods. Next up, we have Vernon Dursley, who is usually played by Richard Griffiths, but we're going to replace with Matt Berry. If you are unfamiliar with Matt, then I highly recommend you look him up. His particular brand of comedy typically has to do with being extremely arrogant, dim-witted person of authority. Yes. Which is perfect because it is basically the exact casting call for Vernon Dursley. But that of course brings us to the question of who will be the Petunia to our Vernon. Our pick is going to be Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She is best known for her leading role in the show Fleabag and has this like incredible sense of sarcastic humor that I think could turn some of the Dursley scenes into like more... Comical unless like your skin is literally on fire. But on the polar opposite end of the spectrum from the Dursleys is of course, the Weasleys, Molly and Arthur. Now granted, we don't actually see Arthur in Sorcerer's Stone, but they are kind of a package deal. So we're gonna do them together. Arthur, we actually had quite the lineup for, but I think that we can all agree that the most obvious casting, we'll say it on three now, one, two, three, Jason Momoa. But you know, then of course we decided that he was a little too rugged and handsome for someone like Jason Momoa to play. Also, Momoa just doesn't really have the height. You know what I'm saying? Like 6'4"? <laughs> Needless to say, though, I do think we found someone who does properly fit the bill, or should I say Arthur. Coming in at a wildly appropriate six foot seven. Stephen Merchant. I know it's crazy that the two people who perfectly fit this particular role are also the celebrity boxing match people have been asking for for years. Merchant versus Momoa, who you got? No, but seriously, while Stephen Merchant might be a little bit taller than you could expect, for a character like Arthur. He does have like this nerdy jovialness about him that is a perfect fit. Like I can just already see him asking Harry the actual function of a rubber duck in earnest. What exactly is the function of a rubber duck? Which brings us to his beloved counterpart, the fierce Molly Wobbles. And believe you me, we went fierce with this one. Haley. At well. Yeah, let me just ask you this. Who is the most superhero mom in all of Harry Potter? Answer, Molly Wobbles. So then who better to play her than none other than Captain Carter? And not for nothing, but this also plays really nicely with my crossover fanfiction where she one half's Bellatrix with Strange with The Shield. Not unlike how she herself got one half with The Shield in Doctor Strange. Either way, she's warm and loving, but could also just completely kick your- Language. And guys, now we need to take a brief pause to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Bespoke Post. I love that Bespoke Post is a sponsor of the channel because I have been a subscriber for years. And a huge reason behind that is because they have a massive selection of really cool products every single month that are sourced from small businesses. They deliver these in their monthly box of awesome, which comes with a huge variety of options to choose from. After a recent camping trip, a friend of mine had this really nice hatchet that he was able to use to shave wood down to start fires with. So the very next month, when the swing box became available, I had to pick up this small hatchet. I've only had this thing for a few weeks and I have already put it to tons of use in my backyard. But if that's not your bag, then maybe this cooler from the chill box will be. I got this one last year and took it on all sorts of trips, whether I was going on vacation, camping, or tubing on the river. But really these two boxes are just a testament as to how different they can be and how useful they are, depending on what you're looking for. Next month, I've already got my eyes on the polished box, which comes with an all-in-one shoe care system, which is perfect because Basically all of my sneakers are constantly in need of significant care, which is kind of due to the fact that in many cases I didn't even know these products existed and therefore have never been able to give my shoes the necessary care that they needed. But once you've got them, they're absolutely a part of your new daily routine. Each box is valued at $70 but comes in at a fraction of that price. And if you want to get 20% off your first box, you can do so by going to boxofawesome.com and using promo code SUPER at checkout. Let's go into to be boxofawesome.com promo code super at checkout for 20% off your first box. One last time, boxofawesome.com promo code super. Link is in the description down below. Moving on though, and because we're not recasting any of the kids, this will actually launch us to the great hall where we run into the green, mean, triple agent machine. Severus Snape. Classically played by Alan Rickman to near perfection, Snape is one of those characters that was really difficult to recast. But if I'm being totally honest with you, I did always think that he should have been like a scoosh younger. So while our aim here was to not reuse any of the existing casting from the original series, this is one where we were going to make a small exception. And I think that that exception is allowed with Snape because the person that we would like to play Snape is none other than Harry himself. Daniel Radcliffe. But I am the chosen one. Yeah, you are, buddy. For some reason, I feel like the person who previously played Harry playing Snape makes it so much easier to stomach him just being an absolute terror to him. Like, let's just dial Snape right up to 11. Make him formidable. Plus, if you're going to be redoing the Harry Potter movies, you've got to have some Easter eggs, and this one feels perfect. But in the event that Daniel Radcliffe is busy, then I'm gonna have to go with Brett Goldstein, AKA, Roy Kent. Roy Kent! Roy Kent! In this case, he doesn't even have to say anything ever. He can just like growl the whole time. Next up, and I know that we literally just said that we weren't recasting any of the students, but I have to do Fred and George Weasley just because I have the absolute perfect casting. My twin nephews, Nick and Nate. Are they two? Yes. Is that a problem? No. Says who? Me. Is this bit going on too long? Of course. The point is, I don't know if I've ever met two bigger troublemakers. Ever. I mean, just look at these two. They were supposed to be taking a nap here. Also, their older brother, my nephew Luke, for Draco. He's already got the hair. Moving on, though, and speaking of causing trouble, our next character that we're going to recast is the biggest and baddest of them all, Lord Voldemort. And I will be honest, we were super torn on this one because Tilda Swinton would crush it. Woman's got range. But in the end, we landed on Andrew Scott, who you might know from the Sherlock series as Moriarty. And if you don't know him from that, then I highly recommend as soon as you're done with this video, go and watch that entire series because it is a masterclass in villain performance. And I think Andrew Scott might be able to make Voldemort a lot more menacing by making him way more calculating, but also somehow even more radical, unstable, and unpredictable. Say that again! From Voldemort though, we can move on to Chamber of Secrets where we meet the one, the only, me, Gilderoy Lockhart. Honestly, I hesitate to change a single thing. My first inclination here was to go with, and stick with me now, Chris Hemsworth. I know that he's not British, but I almost feel like that just, helps. He's got the looks, he's got the hair, and just like everything else, even down to his casting, is a lie. Well, it's like I could totally see Chris Hemsworth like parading around pretending to be a British person as part of the bit. It would even just be funny to have another character be like, is that even a British accent? <laughs> what? Yes, of course. Either way, though, if we are the ones to set the rules, then I believe we must abide by those same rules. And as such, there is a fairly new man on the scene that I think could absolutely crush it. The Duke of Hastings himself, Bridgerton's own reggae Jean Page. True, he doesn't have the blonde hair, but I think we can all agree that he's got more than enough good looks to, you know, hold down the fort. In fact, I've actually just heard a rumor that despite being a muggle out here in the real world, he has still won Witch Weekly's Most Charming Smile Award five times. Moving on, though, up next we have another couple Mr. and Mrs. Malfoy. For Lucius, we went with Matt Smith, who as of just like a couple of nights ago, just started playing a character that fits this bill very nicely. Inside of the new Game of Thrones series called House of Dragons, where he plays Daemon Targaryen. And while we're on the subject of Targaryens, it's an absolutely perfect fit for his Narcissa. Emilia Clarke, the queen herself, or possibly better known as the mother of Draco. I won't lie, we made this entire video just for that one pun. I hope it was worth it. Didn't even really feel that good coming out. Up next, depending on how you mark appearances in the story is going to be Sirius, at least in dog form. Sirius is kind of unique because I feel like we could come up with like a hundred different actors who all seem to fit really nicely. And because we just had so many different opinions flying around the office, I'm going to actually put this one up to you guys to let us know which one you like the best in the comments down below. Right out of the gate though, I feel like there's a really strong argument for Kit Harington who already absolutely has the look. Though to be fair, I do feel like it's hard to imagine him as like hard-edged as Sirius. Although to be doubly fair, what was the wall in Game of Thrones if not the Seven Kingdoms Azkaban? Everyone's even dressed in black and it's cold. Chiwetel Ejiofor also feels like he could be both fierce and comforting to Harry whenever he needs advice. Or if we wanted to base everything on Sirius's like effortlessly good looks, then we could easily go with Andrew Garfield. Or, and this one could be a long shot, but hear me out, Dev Patel. Let me know what you guys think in the towel section down below. Next up, let's round off with the other Marauders, Lupin and Peter. Unlike Sirius, both of these felt very straightforward. For Lupin, we went with Ewan McGregor, who I just kind of think fits in so many different ways. For once, he has this appearance that's kind of like maintains that boyishness. Even when appearing Scruffy, which is exactly how Lupin is just Always described. Plus, he's almost always playing a character you can trust and has everyone's best interests at heart. Besides, who doesn't want Obi-Wan in Harry Potter? Plus, it fits really nicely into my crossover fan fiction where Lupin one half Fenrir with a lightsaber. Not unlike how Obi-Wan one-half Darth Maul. In fact, I would be completely okay if without any explanation whatsoever, Lupin literally pulled out a lightsaber and cut Fenrir and Grey back in half. And Harry's over there like, what the heck did you teach be a Patronus for when you got that thing? And mentors, Hate lightsabers. Also, while we're on the topic of Fenrir though, I definitely think we could have Jason Momoa fall here as well. I mean, seriously, how scary would this guy be as a werewolf? Answer, scary. Alt option, Jacob from Twilight. (laughs) Got gritty in his old age. Whatever did happen to Taylor Lautner seems like it's been a minute. Anyway, though, on to Peter the Rat himself. We could think of no one better than Andy Serkis, who is absolutely the master of the mocap suit and who, yes, we definitely think would portray the character in years one and two, even though we only see him in rat form. I feel like it would really help flesh out the character of Scabbers in a way that we didn't have before. I mean, just look how this real rat responds to Ron's fake spell. <laughs> I'm t- I'm just not buying it. Moving on past the Marauders, though, we can move into year four, Goblet of Fire with the ever-iconic Mad-Eye Moody. Typically portrayed by Brendan Gleeson, this time we thought we would go a little bit more... Norwegian. Yeah, we're breaking our British rule because we absolutely love it. And it's our rule, so we can break it if we want to. Once again, we're going to borrow from the Game of Thrones cast with Tormund Giantsbane, AKA Christopher Hibju. In this adaptation, I think that Moody would be even more menacing, albeit one third as steampunk, which honestly, I never really super loved as part of the aesthetic for this character anyway. But you give Chris here one giant magical eye, scar up his face, a lot, and maybe have him, the actor, carve his own wooden leg for good measure. And bam, you have a truly menacing and wild, although still kind, Alistair Moody. While we're at it, we should probably mention his protege, Tonks, who we are going to be recasting with Millie Bobby Brown, AKA Eleven from Stranger Things. And if you think that she's a little bit too young for this part, I would actually disagree because she's supposed to be a pretty young character. Plus, at the rate Warner Brothers is cranking out these movies, it'll probably be a decade before we get there anyway. Plus, plus Tonks can change her appearance at will. So, there. Up next, we're gonna have Fleur Delacour, who we only really included on this list because Anya Taylor-Joy exists. That's all. And lastly, we find ourselves at Professor Umbridge, who I've got to say is really difficult no matter what. She's another one of those where the existing actress is just truly spectacular in Amelda Stanton. She perfectly pulls off a character that you hate so much that you actually start to like come back around to loving again. Only, almost though all the way. Our vote for the recast here falls on the shoulders of Olivia Coleman from The Crown and The Favorite. She fits the bill and absolutely has the skill to back it up. And let's be real, if you can pull off the queen, then you can also absolutely pull off someone who very incorrectly believes that they should be queen. But boom, there you go, guys. The Harry Potter movies completely recast. Be sure to let us know who you would do differently and who you would choose in the towel section down below. But guys, as ever, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like to see us sort Marvel characters into Harry Potter houses, you can check out this video right over here. But otherwise, until next time, bye.